interesting that you know i've got this whole class going on right now of sex on sundays and it has a his class and a hers class and so i'm kind of doing two different tracks at the same time with guys and then with girls and with the guys i've i did this whole email just recently about how i have been doing um real proactive and keeping a pursuit of pam as a sexual being and an object. I mean, she is a sexual object to me at times because she just sits so hot. But it, I was going after her, and so what, this particular day, I had been very interested in her and and being with her. And so I was texting her throughout the day, kind of you know engaging her mind, pursuing her, and she was texting back, and you could kind of tell, hey, this is working. You know, when when She's when going it, well. yeah, when when she comes home. I was very diligent to make sure the environment was engaging and controlled and, you know, things were planned and dinner was ready. And, you know, it's just, I wanted her to come back in and come in and just kind of melt into the evening so that way no stressors could derail. You know, this was a lot of planning wow, <laughs> on, humor. On, my, on my part. And then as the evening goes along, I get distracted so that by the time I finally get around to closing the deal, as it were, <laughs> she's asleep. <laughs> Who was asleep? She was, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I waited too long. <laughs> so, and it's totally my fault, because I got caught up in some other things, and then I had a client that night online, and you know some different things I, I was doing, and so by the time I finally come in, yeah, she's asleep. Like, well, okay, that she, that didn't work. <laughs> she didn't like poke her head in the office window a door and say, "Hey, I'm going to bed." Uh, no, but she, you know, we kind of have this routine in the evenings that it, you know, things kind of unfold the way they do. And some nights when I have clients, you know, I I I disappear because I'm very conscientious of confidentiality. Right. And, and so I do everything I can to make sure everything stays private and confidential between me and whoever I'm working with. And so, and she's very cognizant of that too. And so she stays away. And so by the time I finally come around, it's like, oh man, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. That's the expert right there, Dr. Corey hey, Allen. It, it happens. <laughs> I'm Gina Paris. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we hope you'll visit us at sexymarriageradio.com. And um, we want to help talk about all things sex and marriage and, and issues that come up. And sometimes it's great and sometimes apparently nothing happens. Yeah, sometimes there's a fail. That's all right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not necessarily moment by moment. We talk about this a lot. It's not about the outcome particular you know, yeah. or per se. It's more a overall approach it's a more of an overall direction and so that's okay yeah absolutely so that's pretty cool so um you mentioned that you what'd you say see your wife as an object <laughs> i did i, I <laughs> talked about well because this is one of those dilemmas that she and i have had this discussion quite a bit and if you think about it in the in the 19 years of our marriage where one of her struggles for the first part of our marriage was the idea of she was, she saw herself just as a sexual object and that's fairly wow. impersonal and degrading even possibly. So 
there's some things we had to work through. I had to work through on my end because, yeah, there was some objectification going on because my stuff was skewed because yeah. of porn and some other things. And and then she had to come to grips with, yeah, I'm more than that. But then I think it shifts. And Jeannie, you've been a woman your whole life, so you can answer yeah. this question. I would think a a wife who's really attractive or not, let me refer, not really attractive, but attracted to her husband Mm-hmm. doesn't mind being viewed as a sexual object because that's part of the pursuit and the visual nature of a man. I think most women like to know they're the whole package. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, you don't want to just be just one thing alone. It's not just, I'm yeah. not just this body. I'm so much more than that. And that's kind of probably where we'll go to today's show. But yeah. it is one of those, you know, you don't want to objectify a spouse, but there is a component yeah, that. I think it's different. I asked Paul, would you, because he, he works with a real strong feminist, so that is just her. If you even allude to objectifying women at all, she's very offended. Okay. And so, like, if they'll say they're all going to Hooters for lunch, for example, she'll become livid. They'll say <laughs> it just to get her goat. Right. We're going to Hooters. And so I'll say, well, would would you be offended if I if I saw you as an object and, you know, what if I objectified you? He said, oh, man, I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I get it. Oh, man. And, you know, speaking along those lines of being an object or whatever in this Christmas season and getting Christmas cards, it sort of seems like that tradition has died down. But a good friend of mine used to always send Christmas cards with her and her husband. So every year they had a ministry together. It became a big, big mega ministry, in fact. And so at Christmas they'd send their family photos. And my, I, it's hard to throw away photos. So, of course, they'd pile up in the drawer <laughs> or wherever the Christmas cards were. And so when mom would get out the Christmas decorations, she'd look and she'd say, look. I'm telling you, she looks different. And so she, my mom starts comparing these Christmas cards and says, see, she's had plastic <laughs> surgery. She's changed her nose and she's changed her cheeks and she's changed her. And we all knew when she had the full body, boobs, tummy, thighs, because I was jealous. I thought that sounded awesome. And so <laughs> later when they got divorced, which was heartbreaking to me, I remember her saying, you know, I would have all these plastic surgeries just to try to be good enough for him, and I was never good enough. So I kind of want to talk about that because we've gotten some feedback from readers. Mm -hmm. You know, when is it appropriate to ask your spouse to get plastic surgery? What if you're just really not attracted to your spouse? Can you still have a great sex life and a great marriage? So since you're the expert, take it away. Yes. <laughs> and no. <laughs> okay. All right. Welcome to <laughs> Sexy Marriage Radio. See us next week. Yeah, that's this is a tougher one because it is because I think the, the context we're talking about is struggling having sex with your spouse when you're not physically attracted to them. Yeah. Because we talk about that, that the components of a person is far more than just their physical appearance. You know, we are far more than just the way we portray ourselves in our body. Because there's yeah. there's a whole lot more to us. There's the mental components, the emotional components, the spiritual components. You know, so there's all kinds of different things that make us who we are and the uniqueness that we have. And one of the things we encourage 
for vibrant and healthy sex lives is a way to combine all of that into who right. you are and who you pursue and what you can create together. Because when you when two full functioning vibrant people get together, it's they're more likely going to have a full functioning vibrant sex life. Because those go hand in hand. But okay. in this show we're talking about how do you come to grips with when your spouse has kind of physically let themselves go or they have a birth something, you know, that is just their nose is just way out of whack or they are way overweight or they have man boobs, which is uh, come to find out kind of common. Um, okay. So I mean, how do you deal with those components when you, when surgery is an option, maybe? Because specifically, some, some things do require surgery. You know, right. Hormone therapy doesn't solve it. Losing weight could solve it, but not always because things shift and change as we get older. So this is a tougher deal. And this is one of those I don't think we can come up with. A, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer to this. Right. But the, because there's two different sides of somebody's lack of attractiveness. One is, is their energy so so far off that it's physically unattractive? I mean, is it totally physical or is it partly, you know, she has let herself go and in in the whole playing out of that, she she has no energy. She doesn't put any positive energy out. Mm -hmm. she's, she's so inward focused and she, she, you know, because we know the weight in itself or the body shape in itself is completely open to interpretation. Oh, absolutely. Because that's one of those that... And, and this is also where it comes down to the male-female differences, the husband-wife differences, because, right. you know, she – this is an example that comes to my mind right off the bat. Lots of women I know have a real struggle with the way they f look when they're pregnant. Right. You know, they think that oh, it's just so – you know, they just have a real skewed to it. And mm -hmm. most of these women are very tiny. <laughs> anyway and that that's part of what makes it a big deal because they just can't their self-image is not somebody that's bigger at all right i think a pregnant woman is one of the most beautiful things on the planet because it's right. not just her body she is life i mean that that is an incredible picture to me the other side of that too i think of the transition of pam with you know 19 years now together two kids her body is different than when we first got married yeah but i've been around for those changes you know right. i've i've been i've helped create some of those changes yeah. and so it's 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 bringing it's uh, it's it's kind of bringing that more into a holistic picture because i can see her as beautiful but she may not buy it she may, oh, but I still want to get rid of this part of me, or I still want, I still don't like this part of me. So it's, you know, I could do all I could to prop her up with that and say, oh man, no, you are beautiful. I love the way this looks. I love the way whatever. And she could, yeah, I'm not buying it. You know, so it is, it, there's two sides to it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's hard to help, help somebody see themselves 
better sometimes when that's something they have fought their entire life, maybe. So for a woman, it's much more important, usually, that she feels very sexy than that she's viewing very sexy. But it's, it's also a reality because we've obviously had women say to us i'm just not attracted to my husband Mm -hmm. you know so um the obviously there's two approaches number one you change your whole chemistry and re kind of reprogram yourself to what you define as sexy and you choose to see what you have you know they say that happiness comes either by having everything you want or by wanting what you have. So you can ch- make this choice and then go through some efforts and re- kind of reprogram yourself. And some of those things we sort of do like in the sexy marriage solution where we literally work with our energy system. Mm-hmm. But um, then the other approach is, you know, to talk about changing your mate. Like, do they really want, does the dude with man boobs is he self-conscious enough that he'd say, hey, I would physically feel so much better with reduction of tissue? Yeah. Or for some people, for some people, it's just a real blossoming experience to have plastic surgery. Yeah, and, and this is where it's really difficult because <laughs> we'll just stay on the topic of breasts, male and female. Right, right. Because right. <laughs> it could be a really touchy subject. A a guy, uh, I get the pun pun now, a guy that has, what is it, gynoplasm? I Mm -hmm. think that, I'm not sure if I got the medical term correct. I don't either. Or you have a woman that's maybe not as blessed as she wished. She feels like she's too small. And that's a relative term, completely. Right. I mean, she could be an A, B, C cup and think, man, I am small. Sure. You know, because I think, but... Those are the subjects that are really difficult sometimes for a spouse to bring up because if she views herself or he views himself as she's already they're already self-conscious about it, how do you bring that subject up without offending, without being personal, without hurting their feelings? Because it's something exactly. you already struggle with. Yeah. You know, so it, it'd be like if I was to bring up your weight. I mean, we're not friends enough that I could really do that. I think in a good, in a, in a good way, or, nor there's a reason to do that. We've never even seen each other in real life. We just see each other on, on virtual, but it's one of those that I know, I know from your history, Gina, with, mm-hmm. you've had some image kind of stuff with some eating kind yeah. of stuff in, in your sure. younger eight years. So that's going to directly tie to self image. Sure. So typically if somebody gets close to that arena, that area, it's kind of like I hit back off. You know, this is, I beat myself up on this plenty, you know, I'm not going to let you pile on. Yeah, exactly. So it's a subject to really pursue. And I guess, I mean, to pursue as far as what you want your story to be. And is it really going to make a difference? In my world of performance coaching and, and sports psychology way back in the 50s, the book came out called Psycho-Cybernetics that talked about your whole entire self-image and how we perform according to our self-image. And that author, Maxwell Maltz, was a plastic surgeon. And so he wrote the whole book that was really a, a pivotal piece of research and literature and everything based on all his patients that he saw who thought that plastic surgery would make them happier only to get the surgery and feel like they looked exactly the same. Mm -hmm. 
Like they would, he'd say, no, you, here's the before photo and here's right. the after photo. And they'd look in the mirror and say, no, it's exactly the same. So, so much is that inner game. So that's a really a personal issue to work out with you and your spouse. We can, we can't have a, a pat answer for each couple. No, there's not. But the, is it okay to want or suggest things to your spouse you know is it yeah it depends on how you say it it really does but and and again this is a cop-out answer probably but yes and no i think because i think we are allowed and encouraged at least i encourage couples to share your desires to share your wants but it has to be realistic and more focused on what you actually control rather than what's beyond your control. You know, me saying to Pam, I really wish you would X, Y, Z. That's beyond my control. Mm-hmm. And I have to realize all I can do is wish it. And wishing it doesn't make it so. And it usually also opens up the door to a whole lot more frustration because I'll bring something up and she won't do it. And then I interpret that as, wait, I said I wanted you. And she does it. And then it's this, you know, there's you turn into gridlock kind of stuff. So I think, again, the, the, the one-size-fits-all approach that does work here is using the power of a system to help bring about change. But you have to realize this is a slow, subtle process. Because it, and then, again, it all boils down to if you want your spouse, if you want your mate to become more sexually attractive to you, you may have to also up your sexual attraction level. Yeah, a lot of the couples I've worked with, there is the one, like the one spouse is very fitness conscious, very, you know, visual, struggling maybe with what's going in front of their eyes, and then they make the comment to their wife, you know, why don't you lose those 10 pounds? Why don't you get in shape? And she knows he's looking at porn or whatever. There's no way he's going to tell her, you need to look more beautiful without offending her. Right, there's no way. But if you are living in integrity... Okay. Okay. And, and because that's where the, the idea gets derailed is, exactly. you know, well, I'm Mr. Buff or I am Miss Hot, but yet I'm doing all kinds of stuff that goes against my values and goes against the commitment and the sacredness of marriage. You know, that, that, that's where the whole thing falls apart. It does fall apart. And I, Again, nobody ever made a change, a lasting change, and a powerful change by being shamed into it. Mm-hmm. it. Whether you're talking about whether you're the dude that wants freedom from porn, and you're so ashamed and ashamed of beating yourself up, freedom won't come to you through shame. Or if you're the spouse that feels bad about your body, fitness and, and vitality doesn't come in response to shame. So it comes in response to grace and love and empowerment so whatever we do we want to always come back to that bringing the best of ourselves to the best of our mate and out of honoring that whole love and passion and and different kinds of sexual energy use that to propel you into what's going to work for you right and to realize that it's not a you're not pushing your spouse to do anything you're pulling right. their desire to you to want to do something. There's yeah. a huge difference there. There is. And and the way that really works out the best is when you 
up your comfort in your own skin and you up your sexiness. And that's a real relative term because, again, uh-huh. everybody is in all shapes and sizes. And, and you have to realize that I'm not seeking some sort of a magazine cover yeah. whatever. I'm seeking the best me that I can produce because that's the full yeah. picture. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the whole thing. Then that's where all of a sudden now physical nature isn't as big of the story. There's more to it. You know, there's, yeah. There's, and that exactly. And I, I believe that you can always see that person that you were first attracted to. That person's always there. So it's possible to recapture that. It is, and it's also possible to make that, you know, build on that and make it even better. Make it a, a more sure. solid, more depth, more real person. Yeah. Because that's, that's yeah. what, I mean, here's, here's the two things that come to mind, and these are kind of harsh, I guess. But one of the things I hear from guys is my wife, I can't ever get her to initiate sex, or she's not interested in sex. Well, right. Reality is... She can have sex with you, but you have to help her make, you have to help her want to have sex with you. And the way you do that as a guy, I think, is the masculinity within you drawing her sexual nature out. It's a biological response to stimuli. That's what sexual attraction is. So it's, I need to up who I am and what I present. I need to be a sexier, fun guy to be around. And that's not just with her. That's everybody. And it's not that you go out and you flirt with a bunch of women and you don't eye a whole bunch of women so you realize you got a whole bunch of game. Mm -hmm. It's more, no, this is just who I am. And when I carry myself that way, it will most likely spark something in her. That's my hunch because there was already something there to draw you together in the first place. Yeah, that's true when there's a healthy – that's true in the case of a healthy – story about sex and a healthy libido right and obviously lots of listeners are they've tried everything and and for for the woman who never has any sex drive never has maybe it's been years she'll need a whole different she might feel all right about you but she she if she hates sex and her story about sex itself is very negative then it probably doesn't matter what all of a stud her well, husband presents to her. No, it, it, may, it may not matter, and it's not a quick fix. Again, this is a mm-hmm. slow, general, right. you know, gradual change. You know, this is several months. You know, it's the whole idea of if I realize, which I realize this, you know, I'd, I really want to and need to probably lose 10, 15 pounds. You know, just because, yeah, it's old. I'm in my 40s. It's like, yeah, it's time to drop some weight. <laughs> and, uh, okay. and I know full well I work out plenty. So what's what's holding me where I am is my eating. I I eat crap. And I'll I'll admit it. I love it. I love greasy burgers and fries and pizza and I love all those things, but I got to realize I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> so it, I need to make that change. I just haven't come around to it. And my wife has said, "Yeah, you should do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know I should, but I just haven't come around to it." So it's a gradual thing. I can't just wake up tomorrow and, hey, I lost 20 pounds. You know, it's a slow, strenuous, effort-laden process to become more whole, more involved in your own skin. So it is, you do have to confront a lot of things. I agree with that. Yeah. And on the other side of it, let's say you're with a female, you're, you're a mm-hmm. female 
who has a mm-hmm. husband who has no drive. Yeah. Or isn't interested in sex with you. Two different things, actually. Because mm-hmm. he could have a drive, but it's being de- you know spent all kinds of other places. Not sure. in affairs, but maybe just porn and masturbating all the time. So constantly begging him, <laughs> harassing him about, why haven't you, you know, I wish you would. That doesn't get him going. That's not going to bring about a change. But... You upping your sexiness, not that you go out and start searching and flirting with guys. Again, this is a huge difference. But when you start to carry yourself in a more sexually attracted way, if you will, sexually attractive way, other men will notice. He will notice other men notice. If they ever go anywhere together, there's a good chance they don't. Maybe they don't. Well, then yeah. that, that kind of derails the plan I have right there. But yeah, get get out a little. <laughs> yeah, but so go, so go do things with him. Exactly. You know, look good for him, but go and go do things with him because other men will notice. And there's something about getting our attention as a man when our wife all of a sudden is drawing some attention of, hey, wait, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, that because that's a natural process of systems. And relationships right there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So be attractive. Look for the best in your mate. And have those conversations together. Can change your own uh, decision about what's attractive. And you can be honest and decide if there's something. You know, the, the question that came in was, is it okay to ask for plastic surgery? Only you and your mate yeah, together can you, go pursue you gotta, that. You have to put it in context. Sure. You know, because it could be something they've really wanted to do, but just haven't been, haven't pulled the trigger. Could be something you mm-hmm. really want to do, but you could actually grow to something else, to where you realize, no, I don't, I don't think I want you to. You know, or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's where you kind of have to search through, because you also have to search through where what's spurring these feelings and these desires. Yeah, exactly. Because those could be unhealthy. I mean, if you put, if you look at it from a male perspective, you know, if I was to say to Pam, "Hey, I really want you to get breast implants," mm-hmm. well, largely that would be because of my past with seeing a lot of things that just aren't real. <laughs> you right. know, it's not a realistic portrayal of a woman. Right. A lot of what's portrayed in magazines is not. Yeah. So. Okay, is that is that realistic to even expect or look for? No. So I need to I need to really examine why. What would this be about? And at the end of the day, it's not my body that's being talked about. It's hers. It's really her decision. <laughs> what she, what she wants, who she wants to become. And I need to just be a part of help in the molding of that maybe and the hopefully some influence of that, but at the end of the day, I don't control my spouse's body. Yeah. I just want access to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, the Bible, you know, says in Proverbs, may your spouse, you know, satisfy you at all times. And that's what we would want for our listeners, that you feel so satisfied by your, your mate. And just as you grow together, as your bodies change together, that things can get better and better. And we believe in that. And, and uh, we just wish you all the best as you have these uncomfortable conversations and, <laughs> and move forward. You can do it. Yeah, because uh, sometimes life and marriage and better sex does have some, some discomfort as you go through it. And you hit some rough spat- patches and it's kind of like, ah, 
Yeah, but what's on the other side of that is usually dramatically better. Yeah, can get better and better. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio, and we'd love to hear from you. So if you've got something you want us to talk about, send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd be happy to cover anything on your mind, and also let us know how you're doing. You we love We love hearing from listeners, the good and the bad. So wherever you are this holiday season, make it a great one, and I hope your wife or husband does not fall asleep after you put in a lot of work getting him ready to go. <laughs> funny all right right next next bye bye (laughs) see you everybody